This is Self Care You with Scott, and on today's episode, we have a conversation with a good friend, a fellow podcaster, Kevalonius, aka Kevin A. Fagan. We met when I was younger, back when Kevin's boys used to be in my neighborhood. Shout out to Mario and Tony. When you use the expression jack of all trades, Kevin can be put in this category. A musician, a podcaster, a go-getter. On the music side of things, Kevin is a lyricist, a true student to the game. Don't believe me? Check out this clip. Time to say goodbye, but I don't want to leave. The giant killer's still alive, but I don't want to breathe. The sense of jealousy is thinking up my legacy. I guess the destiny decided you ain't best for me. As the host of The Kevin Show, he is giving a voice and showing people not to be afraid to be their genuine self. Today we have a conversation with a like-minded human, a podcaster, a lyricist, a forward thinker. We'll explore his thousand and one ideas and talk about execution. This is Self Care You, and we're about to level up with Kevalonius, a street journalist on a quest. Welcome to another episode of Self Care You. I thank you for listening and tuning in. Today we have a great conversation with my good friend Kevin, also known as Kevalonius. Let's just get right into it. Here it is. Today we're having a conversation with a fellow podcaster, Kevin A. Fagan, but also known as Kevalonius. Kev, how you doing, my man? I'm doing good. I'm blessed. Awesome, man. Well, Kev, you and I have known each other for some time now. And, you know, I've mentioned it to you a couple of times that I'm a fan of The Kevin Show. But for those who don't know what that is, why don't you just give them all the details on what The Kevin Show actually is? All right. The Kevin Show is a podcast, very young, but the idea has been there for a long time. Um, The idea behind it is just to have a conversation, to share a voice. I find that everyone has a different perspective, right? There's something like, you know, everyone knows a lot of things, but not everybody knows everything. So I just like the dynamic of having a conversation with someone and seeing where it goes and you know, bring to light their experience versus mine and just have an honest conversation. Yeah, you did mention to me once before that the show is about not being afraid of yourself and showing people who you actually are. You know, self-care you is built on that on those same core values. So my question is, you know, how did you come about that concept? So the conver- the concept came about by basically just hanging out with my friends, right? We would get together maybe once a week and we'd always, you know, as, as the libations get spread and you start talking about things, we would always be like, imagine someone could hear this. This would be amazing. Right. Cause we like in our eyes and I'm sure we were biased. We're like, we're changing the world here with these conversations. They need to be shared out there. And it was always usually in my house so it was always the idea is like, there needs to be a Kevin show. Why is there no Kevin show? Okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And just never got around to doing it. And then at some point last year, I was like, okay, I have to do it. This is the time. Let me do it. Um, it was around Bell Let's Talk Day in Canada. I'm sure people know talking about um, mental health, things like that. So my sister um, is bipolar. So she wanted to get some things out there, thought it might be good for people to hear her story. Right. So that was the first episode and it got a fairly good reception. 
Well, and it should, right? We're talking about you know people's issues that they deal with. This is what self care you is about: is promoting positivity. And we have you know many guests on here that have certain conditions. Just because you have a condition or you have a, a situation that you're dealing with doesn't necessarily mean that you should be treated less as a human being. So you know, of course, we should have these conversations. I think sometimes people are a little bit difficult and and to have those conversations when it comes to you know bell let's talk or or expressing how you feel deep down i felt like i wanted to give you this quote and see what your impression was of it so let me read it to you here it's dedication and commitment transfers dreams into reality so i'll repeat it one more time dedication and commitment transfers dreams into reality so what do you get on that first impression when you hear about that it hits me deep and it hits me hard Um, because I feel like that has been my struggle with my existence in general is translating that. I got a lot of good ideas, I think, at least I think I do, Um, things that I'm just naturally good at that I would like to do. Some of it I've tried to, like, get into a little bit but haven't gone all the way. But if I could just chisel out that, determination a little bit more put some more discipline i know i could do great things and it's it's can be disheartening which you know you probably say how can people believing in you be disheartening because when i'm not doing the things i know inside me i should be doing i feel like i'm letting people down sure and i can understand what you mean you know dedication and commitment are two different things you know you can be dedicated to something but not be committed to seeing it through right and once you kind of combine those two things together. It transfers your dream, whatever your passion is into reality. The Kevin show obviously is a passion of yours at which you have the dedication. And I feel you have the commitment to it. I've heard it. I told you I'm a fan of it. I'm interested in what's next for the Kevin show. You know, do you have any ideas of what's coming up in the future? Before, like when I first started, it was like right before the COVID really jumped off. So once that happened, and then with all the unrest that was happening in the world, in all honesty, it really just threw me off a bit. I was so passionate about wanting to do it. I didn't really have the setup there in place. So once these roadblocks and hurdles kind of got in my way, I just took a step back. Sometimes in that position, you know, taking a step back actually allows you to move two steps forward. You know what I mean? You get to reset, see where you're at, and then get better at what you're trying to do. Would you agree with that? I would agree with that. And I've always been a firm believer that nothing really happens by accident. I don't think there is any coincidence. So even though I step back and I've been like feeling away recently in the last couple months, like yourself included, people have reached out to me to ask, Hey, What's going on with the Kevin show? Where's the next episode? Where is that? Because I left it at two. I never really came there. So since we've been having discussions and what I've been doing is I've actually um, have two coming. I, I got I have not ironed down the dates um, when we would um, when I'll be recording. Right. But um, I do have one story that uh, of a mother who's having a real difficult time with a rare disease with her daughter, not to give her a spoiler, but we're going to be speaking about that. Um, I have a elementary school friend who's doing some big things and really about positivity, you know, right. So 
we'll be having a conversation probably early next month. And I'm just trying to I just feel very empowered right now, very passionate. So I'm just trying to get all my ducks in a row better this time. And I'm confident that will turn out better. You and I are going to have to have a conversation on the Kevin show. I haven't ran it by you yet, but obviously you're going to have to be there. This kind of positivity. I'm all about the positivity. So um, I'd like to have you on there and course, um, just reach out to people and, just see what we, you know, just um, be our genuine selves, have, have a real conversation, because what I've learned from doing this, even though I've not had extensive experience, is that people are listening that you don't even think are listening. People will tell me that, you know, they've heard it or they ask them and they never have liked it. Uh, they've never made a comment, but people are paying attention. So just knowing that makes me want to just keep pushing it. And, and I feel like the more that I do what I'm passionate about, it will just make me feel better and just encourage me to go further. You should, man. That's self-care. You, you know, we have no competitive nature in how we promote positivity. We feel that anyone, whether we're in the same line of business, we can be promoting uh, each other, trying to make sure that we do better. And I feel like you got it, man. I, I listened to your podcast and I told you a couple, couple of weeks ago that I liked it and I felt that you should keep at it. When I was working on kind of my craft and what I had on my concept side of things, I definitely paid attention to kind of some of the workings that you had. So I guess I would encourage you to keep it going because I'm one of those people that's listening to it. I'm one of those people that's expecting it to come. So it, you heard it here. In the future, we got a couple episodes coming, and you better guarantee that I'm getting on that podcast as well. Oh, so. that that's a done deal. That's a done deal. You've heard it here first, folks. <laughs> right here. So, you know, I've known you for a bit now, and anyone who knows you knows about your passion for hip-hop, right? You're a lyricist, and everyone knows. We gave him a little bit of a taste of that in the introduction, but I really want you to tell me about your passion for uh, rap music, for hip-hop, and, and being a lyricist. Well, thank you for saying that, first and foremost. I, I do look at it as being a, an MC, okay. uh, a master of ceremonies, yep. ceremony master. That's how I kind of look at myself. Um, I, I'm a lover of music in general. I know everyone really says that, but hip-hop really resonates me or resonates with me. It goes back to, I want to say, when I was about 10 years old, 9, 10 Raw bass, joy and pain, right? Okay, yeah. What what I used to do is just listen to it. Like I lived in a very Christian household, so like having that type of music early on is not something I could like have. I wouldn't have like tapes. Probably yeah, you gotta, young people you out there sneak, are like, what are tapes? Yeah, you got to um, sneak around it though, right? I had to do the same thing in my house all the time. Man. Yeah, exactly. So I would hear it, and I didn't. I wouldn't say I knew the song. But it would always be in my head and I'd be like saying the chorus over and over. And then I used to hang out with like my older cousin sometimes, like in the summers. And then that's where freestyling came in. So he was always like doing the beatboxes, um, banging on the wall or whatever, just making the beat. And then I'll never forget the day where he's like, just give one line. Just, just give some line. So I gave the one line and I felt like it was all downhill from there. I would just write things out. One thing I used to do, it used to annoy some of my friends is, so say we're watching TV and like a commercial or a show comes on, I would just say the theme song or something, but put my name in there. 
right? <laughs> okay. So, so that kind of thinking like that kind of just pushed it in that level. I've always been a creative thinker. Um, I when I was younger, I used to do a lot of poems, stuff okay. like that. So the music kind of just came in with it. It just kind of was a natural fit for me. It's just always been inside. My mom always says that the first time that I kicked she was at a typewriter she used to be like a like a clerical she was in clerical oh, yeah. yep so she's like the first time you kicked i was really like typing a lot of stuff and the sounds you really for whatever reason you know even in the womb i was all about those sounds yeah that she bpm was, you got some sort of <laughs> right right okay so I used to always take out like pots and pans and just be banging on them from a little kid. So somewhere inside me is just, and that's where I go back to the no coincidence that music's just a part of me. It's just who I am and it's what I'm really passionate about, what I love. One of the things that I feel like I'm truly meant to do. You know what? I feel the exact same way. I feel that rap music is, is kind of one of those things that it's more relatable and than any other genre I grew up in. And I feel like, you know, I first was exposed to Nas and his songs are just kind of more stories than they are actual, you know, gangbanger anthems. You know what I mean? And I really started to resonate with lyricists, MCs, really good artists like, you know, Nas, J. Cole. I always listen to a different type or it feels like a different type of genre. And I started to get into Aaron Cole a little bit, which is more of like a motivator, positive thinker kind of in his music and, and less about gang banging or whatever it may be that you know gives it a bad rap or rap music gets in a bad rap and when i grew up i felt like i was kind of always out of my pocket you know because my friends didn't necessarily listen to rap music but i have friends that are musically inclined when i started getting into music i started playing guitar and i really enjoy like you know just creating beats and things of that nature and but one of the things i was never really good at is the rhyming process the poetry process if you will but i've always been a gift for the gab i can have a conversation with anyone but i think uh, you got yourself in a unique skill that you know resonates with people and people are going to want so I, I guess my question for you is where do we stand with music are we still moving along that path and and releasing new music or we kind of set it to the sideline most definitely it's not something that I think will ever be left behind. Um, it's a priority as far as creating new stuff. I've not recorded as much as I like, but I've been writing very regularly for a long time. So at any time you can look in my phone and you'll find voice notes or you'll see like actual just writing down. Um, at one point I was driving a bus um, another story, but yeah. what I used to do is like on breaks, I would have, I still have them around my room. I would be writing lyrics on transfers. Okay. Uh, uh, something just comes in your head and it's like, yes. And it's like, I may not know where that's going, but I know I have something for that. And then sometimes I'll go through my archives and then it's like, you find a snippet and then you see another snippet and you're like, oh my goodness, these really go together. So uh, to answer your question, yes, music is not going anywhere. I'm definitely looking to drop something. It, it's one of my dreams to actually release a full thing. Like I've done the mixtape thing. Um, okay, yeah. Individually and with my friends too. We used to do some stuff, TPS represent, TPS for life for anyone representing. Um, big up to Sonic, 
Bane, Big Will. Those are all my peoples who who I've rapped with over the years. Okay. Cousin Jay, right? So these are things that also it's one of the it's like a responsibility. Cause I know when people look at me, I'm not gonna say I'm the best in the world. I'm also not gonna say I'm not the best in the world. I have a unique spin on life. So I think anyone who knows me, I have a certain sense of humor. I have a certain way of looking at things. And that's really, um, you can see that and hear that in the music. So my whole thing, even with the podcast, and if you look on my Twitter, at the Kevin Show, no E, no I, the statement that I say is that it's my quest to teach the world the methods to my madness. Because I I literally want to take a piece from the, was it Van Gogh who said like cut off his ear so people could hear him. Obviously I'm not doing that to myself. I'm not going to face <laughs> anything, Yeah, but, but that's what I want to do. I want you to hear it. Like, like the things I've always liked or in the MCs I like, like I've always liked Biggie. Um, he was very important because like when he first came, I'll, I'll be totally honest. His first song, Juicy, it wasn't my favorite, but it was on all the time. But shout out to Columbia house when you used to get the 10 CDs for a penny or oh, whatever yeah, the tapes were. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I first got his album and then that was, I was like, wow, like the songs that they're playing on TV is not really what I'm about. It's these other things. So he was influential because at that time, you know, being a bigger dude, even though inside I've always felt like one, but it was like the sex symbolness came from there. Right. He would talk about stuff and he would say the most outrageous things, but he would say it so smoothly that you're just like, man, that's amazing. So those are the things I like. I'm a big fan of most deaf. Um, I really like Snoop. I feel like Snoop's been along with me a long way. Like he's not the most um, lyrically acclaimed rapper, but if you talk about like who makes you feel good, whose voice, when you hear it within four seconds, do you know who it is? Yeah. Iconic. that exactly icons Buster rhymes um you know i feel like sometimes conversations are about eminem get a little heated because there's some people who thinks he's the best ever there's some people who don't i don't know that i could crown anyone the number one undisputed i'd be more of probably like a top five or even the top 10 then you gotta talk about groups but my favorites are most deaf biggie I'm actually very into J. Cole. I didn't used to like J. Cole either. I kind of have a hater gene, um, (laughs) which I acknowledge I'm working on every day. So it's like I used to hear his music and I was like, oh, it's okay. But then um, he came with the KOD album. Yeah. And I rinsed that album relentlessly. I would just play it back and forth. And there was like no bad song. And then that made me go back and give a fresh listen to his other stuff. And I was like, yeah, this, this guy, I, I mess with this guy, right? Eminem, um, just insane. Now, I don't know how I fully feel about grown Eminem with remorse and, and you know, enlightenment. Yeah, That's I not really for me so much, but I take it more over the D12 stuff. That was not my cup of tea. Right. Now, I'm not going to say I wasn't in the club to Purple Pills, <laughs> but, uh, you know, disclaimer. All- we all I definitely know about yeah. D12 for sure, man. We all kind of had those situations where we heard Purple Hills and just looked at it differently. And, and you know, D12 had 
their moment, but it wasn't, I don't think it was a spotlighting moment for Eminem. That's for sure. I'm interested though, to hear about where issues came from our song that we put a, a little glimpse of in, in the intro, where did you uh, build that from? Oh man. So that's actually a part two there. So there's the issues. I don't know if you notice when I show it to you, that issues has two eyes, like the mm -hmm. Roman numerals, like two. I did notice that. Yep. Right. And I have wrote a part three, whether I'll ever record that or not, probably, but will I ever release it? Maybe after I'm dead. I don't know. But the basic premise is about literal issues, just some feelings about a young lady and just being a bit overcome with the emotion of it. So just sharing how I felt it not really going the way that I wanted and just expressing my feelings in the truest way that I can not trying to attack the person or anything like that. Um, not meant to be like, have people feel sorry for me. I was just trying to share how I feel. Yeah. Uh, and I think you got through it. You know, I listened to it. I definitely could tell where you were kind of going with it and, and where you were trying to lead to. I think you got that across in, in your message and in the song for sure. I had another question for you. You and I, you know, had a conversation not too long ago and we spoke about you having so many dreams and never really getting the opportunities to completely finish them. Uh, I would imagine that you agree with that and that you fall into that category, right? Absolutely. So do you know who uh, Gary Vaynerchuk is? I do not. Okay. Gary's a, you know, an author, an entrepreneur, social media influencer. He also uh, helped launch Anchor, which is the podcast streamlined for people. He's, he's amazing. He has built businesses from the ground up, you know, having nothing. And he just does it with a value of just treating people with respect. So I heard this quote from him the other day, and it really made me think about our, our conversation that we had. So this is what he said. He said, I like to have about half a dozen ideas on the go. It keeps me fresh, but just be prepared to fail 90% of your ideas. So I know you and I had this conversation about how you felt like you got so many great ideas, but you just maybe don't see them finished or whatever it may be. I truly believe that ideas can build over years. So I've had this idea about self-care you that's about two and a half years ago, I started this idea, but it takes time for you to build it. And it takes time until you feel that you're ready to put it out there to the community and let everyone see it and feel it. Right. I, I started that and the response is great. So what I'm trying to say to you is, I don't know if it's an issue more or less uh, more of an archive for you, my man, like all these ideas that you have, you just put them in your back pocket because something's going to relate. And like you said, with your lyrics, you know, how you're writing one on the transfer and then the next one kind of came together that might be the same situation with the ideas. How do you feel about that? I think that's a definite possibility. And I, and I do agree with that. And that's what's so frustrating for me sometimes is that I actually do believe in myself. So knowing that you have the ability and I feel like this is a probably a weird take on it, but I feel like it's been a bit of a detriment to me sometimes because I believe in myself so much. I don't feel the need to prove it. If that makes any sense, yeah, that, I know I'll exactly just be like, okay, like I know I can do this. So, okay, I'll get to that when I get to it. So many times you want to work on stuff. You want to work on creative things and then something gets in the way or you allow it to get in the way. Uh, right. You know what? I'm real tired. I'm just going to play this game and go to bed. I'm just going to have a couple drinks with the peeps. 
Whereas I could do that all still if I would just prioritize it. So that's where, you know, that's why I was sharing very honest with you. And I'm glad to have this conversation out there for even other people to hear because it holds me accountable, right? If someone listens to this, they go and look for my stuff. And then, you know, a month, a year, whatever later, still nothing comes. It's just like, uh, whatever lip service. Right. And that's how I feel to myself. So this is where I, I uh, want to do better. Right. And that's where the positivity comes. I'm very much into the idea of one day at a time, providing that you do in that day what you should do. I'm right. not sure who's the originator of the comment, but you've probably heard um, the saying that the only difference between you and someone who's successful is what you do with the time that you have. Cause we all have the same 24 hours. You got it. Yep. So what are you doing with yours? Right? Yeah. And that's exactly what we're trying to go. You know, positivity and promoting positivity doesn't let any of that negative junk into our lives, you know, so we're focusing on only the better, right? We're always trying to progress. And if that means that you got to go to work, that's because that's what you want, right? Like, you know, sometimes you're going to have to sacrifice something, right? It's just the way it is. But if it's something that you deep down want and you start building it, you have accountability to yourself to make sure that you give yourself that option because you've put so much into it, right? We had a great conversation with a lady. Her name is Karen. She owns this company called Into Thrive. And she talked about, she's a, a culinary expert nutritionist and just talked about how her clients have accountability with her. So they'll go just as bad as, you know, trying to go on the other side and, and eat a burger and they will straight up call her and have a conversation with her and she'll talk them off the ledge so that they keep their nutrition in check. So just like you mentioned, accountability is huge when it comes to execution of your ideas. I'm really interested, Kev, because I think you're a pretty intelligent dude and I, I'm interested in hearing what you have to say. If you had somebody sitting across from you and you knew that they had a million dollar idea, right? And they just can't get over the hump to execute it. What are you trying to say to them to motivate them to get that done? I would tell them to trust in their self. I always encourage people to go with your gut instinct because at least nine times out of 10, that's right. Whatever's inside you, whatever feels right or wrong, that kind of um, Oprah calls it the mm feeling yeah. where just something doesn't sit right or you just that overwhelming urge to do it. You should do it. Right. As much as we talked about the Kevin show without ever doing it or having a true concept, even me just going out there and recording a, a couple episodes, it became a thing. It's a real thing. It's out there. It exists. Right. If you don't do it, like what, like if you make an attempt and you fail, at least you know that you've made the attempt. Right. But the idea that, you felt like you had an idea, especially if you have the financial means to do it and you don't do it or you don't even try that will haunt you. I can, I can tell you from that. Um, I've had ideas or things that I could have done to be comical. Let, let's talk about uh, when I was a bit younger, you know, I'm an older gentleman now, but I, as real, had a real love for Beyonce. Right. I, I just, yep. I could see it in my head. You know what? We'll make music together. This will have, we'll be like a power couple. That's what I would feel. <laughs> Turn around. 
you know, I didn't do what I was supposed to do in life to get to that level. But now there's Jay-Z living my life out there that I saw. <laughs> He's living my life. This so guy, Jay-Z, stole your life. He stole my life. He's <laughs> out there rapping. He was friends with Biggie. Now he's there with this beautiful girl who I want to have. So, you know, had I done something, who knows? Maybe I could have been there and could have, you know, sorry, sir, the seat's taken, right? Who yeah. knows? I'm we just might saying. Not, we might not be calling you Kevalonius, be calling Jehovah, I guess, right? Or... Uh, well, no, no, no. We would always call me <laughs> Kevalonius or a multiple other things. So I'm not, <laughs> I'm not going to steal the man's name. I'm not going to go that far. <laughs> I'm just saying he has my life. Those twins could be my twins. That, that's all I'm saying. But, but yeah, to get back to it, if I was someone had come to me and, and spoke to me about, you know, wanting to do something, I'd just say, do it. What's the worst that could happen? Yeah, it's not going to be worse than where you are. No, and I think a lot of the perception, too, is that when people think when they fail, you go right back to the starting line. So once someone once told me that if your life was a 100-meter dash, Every time you fail, you can give yourself about a completion rate of, let's say, 10%. So I might be 10 meters in. And then next time I fail, I might be 20 meters in because I can continuously understand the starting point, get a little bit more education and be able to further my way to my goal, which is obviously getting to the 100 meters. Does that make sense? Or That makes perfect sense. The proverbial journey of a thousand miles begin with a single step or the yeah. Michael Jordan. I may not hit all my jump shots but I'll definitely won't hit any percent of shots I don't take. You got it, man. So Kevin, I appreciate your time. And I'm really interested to get our listeners to understand where they can hear the Kevin show, maybe some of your music. How can they get in touch with you, my man? So the Kevin show right now is only on, it's on SoundCloud. So you can uh, search the Kevin show. Um, I'm in the process of trying to look into uh, getting, I know you're on Spotify, so We'll have some conversations. I've heard about setting up some RSS feeds or whatever they are. Oh, yeah, we'll get you set up, my man. The website, right? So I can get it out there. You can literally Google Kevalonius and you'll find me. Um, Probably even my MySpace will pop up. YouTube Kevalonius and Twitter Kevalonius. K-E-V-I-L-O-N-I-O-U-S. So I'm sure people will see it, but just in case. Uh, Twitter at, like I said, at the Kevin show, no E, no I and Kevin. And, you know, if you guys have any questions, you want to talk about something, reach out. I'm very approachable. Um, I'm an easy guy to find. Talk to Scott. He knows where to find me. He is. He's not lying to you, Kevin. I appreciate your time as always, man. I think you're on to great things. I'm your number one fan, man. I'm telling you. I, I came to you because when I had this idea, I thought of a like-minded person and I definitely bounce some ideas off you and i'm glad that we're kind of you know being able to have the ability to to converse and really talk about things that we're trying to do in our life so good on you man uh have yourself a good time all right you too man let's do this let's lead on each other and get what's ours all right brother be well all right you too bro well first of all i want to thank kevin for having a conversation about the kevin show and his passion for music i want to thank you for tuning in and listening to self-care you and we really appreciate all the support we've been getting i figured the best way to end this show is to end with kevin's song so this is self-care you and we definitely leveled up today with kevalonius
it's a mystery Why I disregard the history I broke maliciously What makes me think this is to be The shells where you position me So efficiently Keep on dissing me And soon you will be missing me Fallacies of fantasy Romantically ridiculous Reality strikes It's you in the chest with viciousness Rejection in the bonus A shame of the redundance Hard to base the mind Like political pundits Here I am And there you are Shotgun in the car Yeah we're still so far You got me wishing on the moon Howling at the stars I know where we've been But how we get where we are You're the one I want Don't need nobody else Reflection in me Maybe I'm in love with myself My dreams were destroyed I woke with brutality Forget the practicality Come back to me I didn't become who I was supposed to be I'm far from the vision you were supposed to see I lost my way without you close to me My life has been you and left a ghost to me How could something so right seem so wrong to you? Pouring out my heart is just a song to you Lost in obsession, reminiscent of depression You're not a position, I think it's time to learn my lesson I got a chill from the heart of an ice queen Thought I could melt it, it was only a pipe dream Roses are dead, the violets are waterless Don't wanna move on, but I gotta regardless My heart has a home, but it's not my own A prisoner of love, parole days unknown Two wrongs to make a right, someone went left What happens next, nobody knows yet